SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi, and I'm on the grid. Unfortunately, the raging redhead Cam Stewart is not uh, today. Cam is a little under the weather. Uh, we hope that uh, he's feeling better, and uh, he'll be back uh, with us uh, tomorrow. Dave Martinez steps up and in. Kevin Walsh is going to join us a little bit later on. Uh, LouGamblu.com, as always. The show goes on. What's going on, Dane? Doing all right, doing all right. Can't tell if we're in week 13, week 14. They seem to overlap these days, but I'm keeping my mind straight with all of them, Gabe. Yeah, well, don't worry about week 14 uh, right now, Dane. You got to worry about, uh, we got to worry about Indiana and Florida State. Yes, uh, yes. We've got, uh, we've got college basketball uh, to worry about, but we will get, we will get to week 14, uh, obviously. And I look forward, uh, I'm going to, you know, I have a, I, I don't know what it is today, but yeah, we're exchanging tweets right now with people on Twitter. I feel argumentative uh, today, and I have a feeling there could be some debates on the show okay. today. And if there aren't arguments, then I'll start them. <laughs> I'll start them. Okay. But I've got Walsh. I've got Walsh on my site. It's not you. You're stepping up on short notice. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to come out and like, oh, well, I can't believe you said that, uh, Dave. But I, I will get your take on this. It's Jared Goff week here. And I can't believe this because I swear to God, I think uh, a couple of times it might have been like amongst the angriest I've ever been in my life, actually, was in Studio 34 with Corey Parson and Corey Parson talking about Jared Goff being a bus driver every day. And all through the season, they get to the Super Bowl and then I lose like $6,000 on the Super Bowl. The next morning, he's like, told you he's a bus driver. I nearly threw a microphone. I nearly, I was like, like, it's like the effing Super Bowl. I nearly had a heart attack. And I can't escape this. I can't escape this. Um, But Jared Goff wants to. He took offense that I said Goff is like a million times better than Wentz. And that that was like a hard time for him. And then I told him Jared Goff is a top 12 quarterback in the NFL, and he scoffed at that. And I don't have time for list day, but you know what? Right. I made time. Did <laughs> I you really? made time. And yeah, nice. last night, I started to put together my list. Let's it's compare lists. Let's do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll go through it. So I look forward to see where you rank off, and more importantly, what you think about the game against uh, the Patriots. So uh, we've got the Champions League soccer today. Uh, I guess the good news is, Dave, nobody walked off the pitch uh, today. No controversy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I was going with narratives here on match day six because that's when what you have to do is look at more than just the game, but look at the context of what they need. And I actually went one-on-one with them. I was going with unders, okay? I thought the narrative of the PSG, uh, I thought they weren't going to have to put their foot on the gas pedal after the unity that we saw after the racist comments and all that, walking off the pitch. And then I also was under two and a half goals correctly with Bayern because I thought they didn't have to put keep their foot on the gas pedal. So worked in one situation didn't work in others but you know it's the last time in the group stage before they moved on it's always interesting to see what's going on across the pond uh it really is dan as you know i know you like to bet on uh, soccer it's always a problem when you get to the last 
the last match mm-hmm. of any stage, whether yes. it's a tournament, you know, a situation mm-hmm. like this, you start to Motivation. get into psyche. Yeah. What do they need? Plus, these teams are all corrupt. They're like Russian and Chinese figure skating judges. They, they yeah. collude together, right? Well, you need a goal. I don't need a goal. It's true. Knock these guys out. <laughs> Shout out to our radio affiliates. I am Gabriel Morency. Game time decisions. Normally, the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, would be kicking it with us uh, on uh, the grid. Dane Martin is in for Cam. Cam is under the weather. Um, we hope Cam is feeling better and will be back with us uh, tomorrow. Lou Gamblu is still with us. And uh, Kevin Walsh, it, Dane's going to be hanging around for a couple hours. Kevin Walsh is going to step up and then later on. And me and Kevin are going to uh, go uh, head-to-head uh, once again. I'm going to expose my my NFL quarterback rankings uh, to him. I'm not going 1-32. to 32. I'm just stopping at golf. That's just my point. We're, we're just going to stop at golf. But I tell you what, there's been a little line movement for the football game on Thursday night. We've got the uh, the Patriots coming off the blowout win in Los Angeles and have been staying in L.A. all week, down to five uh, right now. And, of course, Super Bowl rematch, uh, Dane. It's a Super Bowl mm-hmm. rematch. Uh, the, you know, Tom Brady's not there, but it's Belichick versus McVay. And that was a humbling experience for Sean McVay that Sunday afternoon. And quite frankly, all the talk about Jared Goff, this is a big, big, big game for the Ram organization and their psyche moving forward. I think they're I think they're the second best team in the NFC after the Saints. But this is a game you need to win against a team that beat you in the it's not just if I say we're playing the Bills or the Dolphins, it'd be like, yeah, whatever. It's you know what I mean? They want to win, it's a big game. But to me, Dave, losing to the Patriots, getting the same coach, it's golf, it's McVeigh. It's you know, you win this game, you pretty much wrap up your division. And yep. it's a massive confidence builder for me. Big game for the Ram organization, in my my opinion, Dane. I agree with you. You know, you mentioned the humbling experience that that Super Bowl was, and that was when McVay was riding high with that offense, with Gurley as an engine to that offense in that season. It it It's not the same because the horses here for New England are so much different. I'm with you. I think the Rams are well built, and I think this would be a step up in class from the way the Patriots have been winning. They've been getting lucky with last-second field goals against the compromised Kyler Murray and a winless Jets team. I don't think they can do the same thing against this Rams team, but we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, throughout the hour. Yeah, we'll break down uh, the NFL. We'll get into the UFC with Lou as well. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. Dane Martin is in for the Raging Redhead Cam Stewart. We got a full house, though. LouGamblu.com, of course, joins us every Wednesday, and he will. And me and Lou always argue. Uh, me, me and Lou always argue. So uh, we're going to throw it down uh, with Lou. Kevin Walsh steps up and in. I'm going to make a point uh, to get into it with <laughs> Walsh today. Uh, poor kid doesn't know what he has uh, coming to him. Uh, no, but all kidding aside, listen, I'm, I've been pumping uh, Goff's tires all week. He better play okay. well on uh, Thursday night. But we have time to get to the game. We'll get to the game. A little bit uh, later on. Um, unfortunately, guys, the 
The ACC Big Ten Challenge has taken a hit. The game of the night tonight was going to be Michigan State and Virginia. Really would have been a cool basketball game. Shut down due to COVID. Uh, Michigan playing Toledo right now instead of playing NC State. Last night, uh, the Big Ten was absolutely dominant. Um, you know, But I didn't cash in last night because I was cashing in on the football game. And I got to be honest, Dan, I'm getting used to this nightly NFL football stuff. I love college basketball, but my picks suck. And my NFL picks have been good. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, oh, man, there's no NFL game tonight? I got to wait till tomorrow? What am I going to bet on tonight? And I'm already losing money right now on Rhode Island. I'm saying the rhythm of the week is all off with this, right? Double headers on Monday, you get a Tuesday night. I was real excited a couple of weeks ago when I had Maction as my football on Tuesday and Wednesday night. And now in like less than two weeks, we're going to have the NBA also. It's it's as a sports investor in 2020, when you had nothing and now this weird overlap, it can keep your head on a swivel. That's why discipline is the word, Gabe. Discipline has to be the word. Well, you know, one thing with college basketball is, and a big man on campus is a regular guest of ours, and, you know, when college basketball season arrives, he just sort of focuses in on college basketball. And that's that's a mistake that gamblers make, we all make. Um, you know, recreational gamblers, I would say, uh, you know, especially is if you dabble in every sport, and we all do it, you know, we all do it, especially like, you know, when it's that February night, like me right. and Cam are fire up. All right, yeah, we got three picks in the NHL. I got three picks mm-hmm. in the NBA. I got three college football picks. I got two mm-hmm. of this. It's like, guys, can you really, can anybody really be an expert on seven leagues, right? And and no, right? You know, no. Exactly. But one thing that's exactly. interesting, actually, you know the expression, Dane, you know, so it's almost the expression, um, jack of all trades, master of none. Of none, yeah. Right. Absolutely. And you know what? Everybody cuts that phrase off, Dane, and ends it there like jack of all trades, master of none. It's bad, right? right? It goes it's on. A, it goes it's on. The second half. There's another side to the coin. The, the jack of all trades is better than the master. So it's funny. Like, we cut that off like jack of all trades, man. Sure. But it actually goes on. But you know what I mean? And I tell people, like, I college do. basketball, Dane, a good example. Like, dude, there's 338 teams. Right? There's yes. 338 teams. Yes. You're not going to know 338 teams. There's like 70 mm-hmm. conferences or whatever. Football is different, but basketball, you can't know them all. So even if you're betting college basketball, all right, I'm going to focus in on the Big East. I'm going to focus in like on these three, four conferences. Mm-hmm. And I really know the flow of these teams. College basketball is a really tough sport to bet on. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. That's why, for example, on early on, we have mid-major Matt on because you got to zone in. It's way too broad, right? And it used to be that you may actually have more attention to research uh, a specific conference than the book. Now, Gabe, and I would love to get your thought on this, is it still kind of a moot point because it's so computerized and they just have all the algorithms? When I was coming up, right, I knew about Ivy League college basketball, right? And then you could actually spot a a bad number, right? You could actually see it when they have it because they didn't no, have the bandwidth to book all of that, right? No, that was always, that's always in people's heads. I always get a kick, in my opinion at least, right? But yeah. I always get a, a kick out of that. That like, But what about think, like small oh, conferences? No, you know what the difference is with that? The only difference is the small conferences, yeah, there might be, it's not like it's easier to beat, 
they just have smaller limits on it, so they don't care. But like, you know, like the example is when people say, oh, there's NFL football going on, so those NBA lines on Sunday are softer. No, 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 that's not what I mean. No, that's not no, what no, I mean. No, I mean, no. I mean, someone focusing on one small conference over the span of like four or five years when these are players who aren't yeah. leaving early. When you yeah, actually no, know that, that one contest, and you can actually then see if oh, there's and, like, and and without a doubt, yes. I mean. like, like the book doesn't care about getting beat on a Morehead State game. You're right. If you're some dude that's out there, what I mean. and all you do is you attack Morehead State, you attack Citadel yes. games and stuff. They wish you the best. They'll be like, what a great guy. So you're right, the limits will be lower. Right. And so they're like, whatever. We don't worry. What they do worry about is those, the Alabama CBS game of the week. You know what I mean? The ESPN Saturday night game, right? They're dialed in. But it's all, like you said, it's a good point, though, Dane. It is is true. I'm old enough. I remember the first time I went to Vegas, and I was underage, and I was lucky, bro. You know what was funny? They didn't card me on the strip, but they did on Fremont. <laughs> so, like, the old school places, they were right. like, kid, like, come on, you're 17, 18. Like, no, <laughs> right? No. I, I walked into the Mirage and stuff. That was no problem, right? Like, so I was, I was feeling my way around Vegas when I landed in this place called Leroy's. All right, legendary spot day, Leroy's. Mm-hmm. And Leroy's actually used to just be, was it a casino? It wasn't in the casino. It was a sports book. And it was like little, just little dumps, little shacks, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. right out of a movie game, it was cool. It really was mm-hmm. a fat guy with a fedora smoking a cigar at a blackboard. <laughs> and there you go. Ran mm-hmm. plus seven. Cratching it That's off. That's what I'm saying. I'm talking about years board, ago. Right? Yep. That, that, those are different days, and you're right. And I'm That's not going to say that every about. guy... And now, though, it's more... Because now there's just so big, and there's so much computerized, and it's all algorithms, whether it's, whether it's like you said, SEC football at 3.30 on Saturday, or like I'm talking about Ivy League, you know, college basketball. I always just get, get a laugh, and I'm not saying you said it, but I always get a laugh when we hear people say, oh, the WNBA, oh, that's easy, huh? Right. Or like, oh, yeah, like, you know, sort of like, is any soccer league easy, Dane? Is any basketball league easy? Right. Is any football like the NFL's not easy? College football's not easy. The arena football's not, not easy. Canadian football league is not easy. Like, no, yeah. it's not like, oh, yeah, you got a big edge betting on this, the arena league. It's like big mm-hmm. edge on what compared to who? Yeah, maybe you know more than your neighbor does. And you think, oh, I know more about the arena league. You don't know more than the bookmaker does. It's their job mm-hmm. to know. <laughs> the one time I job. thought recently, the one time I thought recently where we may have been on even footing with the book, and it was a fleeting moment, would be like at the beginning of the AAF, right? In a brand yeah. new league. But with this, yeah, con- sure. These kinds of teams are together. Like you have to just, the That's beat out. reporters, right? The beat writers for those practices, you can see them and we're on, if you know the game, then that talent coming together for the first time, that was, I thought, a chance to maybe quote-unquote, you know, because you're on even footing then. Oh, it's a great point. And, you know, listen, and and actually, it's a good, it's an interesting conversation because, honestly, 2020's been different. There's been times where early, (laughs) obviously, it's been different, (laughs) but there's been times where you said, NBA bubble day, odds makers didn't know, bro. Dude, the odds makers didn't, dude, Look at the first games in the NBA bubble. 
The totals were 218, 222 and a half. First we couple no days, idea. like, damn, right? in the 260s. Mm-hmm. And then, yep. yeah, it took, and then they clued in about a week in. They're like, all right, nobody's playing defense in this bubble. Right? And then yep. what happened, Dave? Right at the end of the bubble, the first game of the playoffs, crank. And then the totals mm-hmm. were 230. And then they couldn't yep. crack 200. It's like, all right, no, 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 no. The players changed their mind. No, no, now we're playing defense. And the, the, the point, the totals were off by like 30 and 40 points. That's unheard of. It's true. No fans in the stands. We didn't know how it was going to play in the NFL. Yep. You know, I did not think, and what I now believe is, you know, hard counts. People are getting drawn off sides, like veteran road quarterbacks, wherever it'll take advantage in a way that I wasn't thinking. Who knows what the impact was going to be on some of these things? No, you're, you're exactly right. And you know what? We're still learning, aren't we? We're still learning. Yep. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're watching SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gable Morenci. We're throwing it down. Get on the grid. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates and video platforms out there. Kevin Walsh will join us uh, later. Uh, Cam, under the weather. We hope uh, he's feeling well if he's tuning in uh, right now. Uh, we got Dane Martinez in front of Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. But nothing can stop LouGambleu.com from stepping up and, uh, and joining us. And um, I'll tell you right now, our sales department's not going to cut any deals with a shampoo uh, sponsor with the three of us on television uh, right now. But the fact that we don't have a razor sponsor, I think that that's an issue uh, as well. Let's just call this uh, three bald men. What'd you say, Lou? It's like going to a bowling alley. <laughs> they th- three bald men is better than three blind mice. So let's hope it stays this way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Three bald dudes talking UFC. Yeah, where this is this is real original content. <laughs> this real original content that we have. <laughs> but before before we get into the fighting, I want to talk football. And Lou, you're the perfect guest to have for us right now, uh, because believe it or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. But believe it or not, I was just talking about discipline and gambling and sports betting, mm. something that we don't have. And but there's a difference between. Recreational, professional, fun, entertaining bet. There's all kinds of different levels of betters, right, Luke? But I was just bringing up, even from a college perspective, I said, guys, there's 338 college basketball teams with point spreads on them. How the hell are you going to know the ins and outs of 15 players on 338 teams? Like, you can't. Like, you don't, you can't know 3,400 players inside out. So I said, if you're betting college basketball, you can't, you know, focus on a few conferences that you really know. And, you know, I was saying, Lou, where me and Cam, we're doing a show and we have fun doing it. And, you know, people are asking us for picks. But I know it's suicide, Cam, uh, when we do this, Lou, when me and Cam do this, that it's like we have two NHL picks, two NFL picks, two NBA picks, a couple of college basketball picks. Oh, let's get in on that MLS game. Oh, there's a WNBA card tonight. And then we got we got picks in like seven sports, Lou. It's hard enough winning in one sport. And you you live by this motto, football, fighting, and you get some hockey in here, right? I do. And and really, the nature of the UFC is such that it's a year-round pursuit. And after that, the Super Bowl ends. I get a few months off 
outside of the UFC before hockey playoffs start, and then the College World Series is a 10-day event. And then I have all summer to prepare for the NFL. It, it really works for me to try and narrow focus to increase expertise. That said, uh, I don't get to apply for any kind of jobs like you and Cam and Dane have where you're able to talk about basketball, soccer, uh, fencing, whatever it is that's on the horizon, you guys are able to talk knowledgeably about it. And I respect that because I can't tell you anything about the other sports other than just the ones that I uh, study. It's about time someone appreciates my fencing uh, knowledge here on the show, Dave. Uh, no, 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 that's one I thing. got you in fencing. I, I got you in fencing. I don't even know what you call it. Is it a lance? Is that what it's called, Dane? I don't even know. Well, you, you <laughs> it's different ones. There's a foil and a saber. No, but I used to work with, and my roommate was a silver medalist for the United States fencing team. No wow. joke. His oh. name is Tim Morehouse. I am not making this up. You can wow. look it up. Um, but in any event, I also knew I can talk about anything anything, Lou, but a wise man once told me to find the people that are smarter than me in talking about specific expertise, and that's why we bring you on. Before we get into anything specifically, I want to ask you, like, what have you seen differently in the NFL from a bigger picture perspective? We were talking off air about things like, um, you know, things like how much is for a, uh, a point spread at home this year? Do you believe in division dogs even more than this year? Do you believe in rest disparities even more? How do you treat COVID? What have you learned in terms of trends for this unique NFL season? That's a, that's a great question. Uh, to answer home team, I think you have to take it case by case because Kansas City allows 20,000 people in and Arizona allows zero people in. And I think that affects things besides the advantage a team may have by not having to travel. Uh, this week in Washington Redskins' case, this is their third straight road game in a row and that's going to affect them no matter what people think and yet the wave the of recency is all about washington uh and it's against the team they play i think there's a strong case to be made for the 49ers this week uh, to answer the other questions the biggest change for me dane has been uh that i would tell you that previous years to this maybe 40 percent of my nfl action would be booked by tuesday by Tuesday mm -hmm. noon. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, as we sit here today, I have maybe one teaser play in uh, be, because COVID and uh, the nature of, of today's environment uh, with travel and, and restrictions and last minute information, I think it's suicide for me to try and make those many, that many early plays. And so I'm betting later into the week and it's into Saturday, Sunday, just simply because I'm after as much information as I can to try and uh, derive any edge. I think, that's the, that, I think that's the most important thing too, Dave. Uh, I would say mm -hmm. I've always sort of been that last minute gambler, but yeah, well, well, are you going to take a team right now on a Monday or a Tuesday for a game on Thursday or Sunday? Last night, guys, me and Steve Merrill talked about Virginia and Michigan State. It was canceled 20 minutes later. <laughs> They're like, oh, breaking news, game shut down. No game tonight, Lou. <laughs> Last night, I did a segment talking about the game. What am I going to do? I can't control this. They shut the game down. Right? Like, you see Ooh. this. I'd say the last second, one thing, though, I'll disagree. And what a shock, Lou. I got I to gotta play uh, devil's advocate here, right? 
but I'm going to bring this up, and I, I'm in, to Dane, your opinion on this too, and I, I want to Dane the Yankee, so we'll, we'll ask you about the Yankees, Dane, and the Bronx. But let's look mm-hmm. at home records right now, all right? There's no fans. So you'd figure Buffalo Bills, wild place, Bills Mafia, crazy place to play. Dane, they're 5-1 and one at home. Yeah, like they what, would they be five and what would they be six and zero oh at home if they had fans? No, they're five and one at home because they're a good football team. I think the travel. I think the fans have. Uh, I think if there's one thing we've noticed, fans are irrelevant. Fans bring nothing to the table as far as changing outcomes in these football games, a- except in isolated situations. All right, as uh, you stated, Lou, you can feel the difference in KC. You can hear them. But, you know, that's not changing the outcome of the game. Teams aren't losing an arrowhead because there's 20,000 drunk people there uh, getting COVID. They're losing because Mahomes is better than they are, right? Like, well, and look, Dane, the Yankees, sorry, let me just say to Dane here, and I'll throw it to you guys. But, Dane, the Yankees were 10-0 and at home this year to start the season, right? Without fans. Yeah. Would yeah. they, like, would it, would it have been different? Oh, would they have been what? They would have won by more no. runs? I think the fans... It's always been the travel, time zone differences, travel, uh, lack of practice, injuries. Lou, in my opinion, I think road matters, travel matters. I think fans are irrelevant. That's my opinion. Dane, your take. Sure. I think the Yankees and the baseball is different. When you are the home team, the idea of last licks is a fundamental part of the rules in baseball that's a little bit different than football. But I agree How many with games you did they win with their last impact? I don't know off the top of my head how many of the 10, but it does change even how you play when you bring in a reliever, what you do throughout the course of the second part of the game. In football, though, I agree with you. It's not about this swept up emotion, but there are isolated incidents. There are false starts that happen. There are communication issues that can happen because of crowd noise. But I don't think it's like because the fans are there and pride and all that. No. Arizona had like four false starts on one one seer one possession once in Seattle this year. No fans, right? They had false starts because they screwed up. I, I'm not saying fans, Lou. What's, what's your take on the fan stuff? It, 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 it's a it's a fascinating subject. Um, what I'll say is what I know to be true, and that is road teams are 99. 90 and two against the spread this year, 52.4%. That's a fact. And the reason for that is because there are no fans, because they can hear everything they want to do. Their offense is able to call plays. Their defense can call plays. So there, there are, there's a, a lot of conflicting forces here, but the fact is road teams are having successful year and they're having a successful year because there are no fans in the stadium. I was dying to shut up to let you finish your point. I'm like, I'm like a a, a trial attorney. Like, no, 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 no. Hey, it's your show, <laughs> babe. I don't know, but no, you're nice. I like the opinions. But I was going to say, and I know you're a numbers guy, Lou. Last year in the NFL, Lou, uh, road teams, home field advantagement less last year in the NFL than it did in the last 20 years. It's been going down every year. It, like, it's been going down every year. This is a trend. One thing I completely agree with both of you gentlemen, I don't know who threw it out here, um, was that it is true, Dave. I think you said it, Dave. That's why the totals, man, quarterbacks, numbers, they can do yeah. what they want. They hear the defenses calling the stunts. They can hear mm-hmm. everything. It has. Uh, it's like change plays. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers said, oh, yeah, that was easier. Like, oh, yeah, it is easier without fans for me to, to call plays. But easier for him to rack up stats. Doesn't change the outcome of the game. 
right? How many times in hockey, we hear this all the time, Lou, oh, in Winnipeg, oh, it's a whiteout. It's going to be rocking tonight in there. Yeah, it's rocking. It's been rocking in Buffalo for 50 years. They still never won a damn Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I hear you, and, and I read you loud and clear. In this, in this hockey playoff season, this past one. Uh, yeah. Oh, you really know what? Something normal because I didn't have a good. And let me ask you, Lou, we'll get into this with the UFC. There is a difference with fighting in UFC, and fighters like it, Dane. Fascinating. We'll get into it, and we'll see what Lou thinks about it. Has there been difference without fans? I'll tell you, Dane, UFC fans, how I've loved it without fans. Fighting without fans is awesome, and I love going to a big event, like a rock concert and stuff, but without the fans, you but they're here in Cormier. They're here in Cormier on play-by-play and treating him like a second coach. It's like a fight club. That you're in a warehouse and you're just watching do fight. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. Great uh, conversation and debate that we're having about uh, sports uh, right now. Fans, the impact of fans, etc. We'll get into the fight aspect of it. And the fighters have there's, there's different dynamics uh, to it. Well, let's let's just uh, go rapid fire into some games and some picks uh, right now. Uh, Lou, I love the Rams. I've been riding the Rams pretty correctly. I was riding them. I was wrong with the Dolphin game, but I've been on them. Then I had San Francisco uh, against the Rams, and then last week I loved the Rams against the Cardinals. So here we are again with the Rams. Uh, the number's been coming down. Is down to five. The Pats are kind of the trendy team uh, this week, Lou. But to me, it's a massive game for the Ram organization, losing the Super Bowl to this team, to Belichick, getting shut down, only scoring three points. You know, I, I think the Rams are a dangerous team. Big game for them. What's your opinion on this game right now with the point spread at five? My opinion is, is that uh, it, it seems the Rams against Belichick or Belichick-coached uh, disciples teams struggle. They they had a hard time against Miami. Uh, now they come home. They have three days off yep. from Sunday night football to prepare for a team in New England that stayed out there, which is other COVID teams haven't been able to stay West Coast teams in the East Coast. They've had to travel back and forth. Somehow New England was able to stay out there in between weeks. And so uh, you have some short time for the Rams to prepare for Belichick. That said, I'm not in a position where I am about to recommend New England. Their performances have been extremely uneven, and I'm a believer in the Rams' defense. Uh, I'm not a believer in Jared Goff, maybe just yet. Uh, so I don't have a strong opinion on the game other than it's a tough position for McVay to coach on three days turnaround against Belichick. Lou, later on, we'll have to get you exactly where you think Jared Goff ranks exactly in 1 through 32 in quarterbacks, but that's a different topic for a different day. Listen, Lou, I'm here in New York, okay, so I need you to almost check me around these New York Giants, these first-place New York Giants who get their quarterback, Daniel Jones, back. Maybe we think in this one, right, and – 
over the last couple of weeks, I've seen Kyler Murray maybe a little bit compromised, not running as much. The shoulder we don't know about. But they still come into New York as favorites the Giants getting points at home uh you know give me a little bit of a check because I'm just reading the back pages here of the New York Post left and right what should I be thinking about this game Lou I don't think you should think that Murray's as hurt as everybody believes that really? he is I think that um the issue with the Cardinals has been their defense has been overachieving, but the offense of recent hasn't been performing up to snuff and therefore the defense spending too much time on the field. And so uh, I, I think Murray is fine. I think what the issue is is that the loss of Larry Fitzgerald, who's a huge leader mm-hmm. and really their tight end, has had huge effect on this club because without him, they don't have a big physical short presence. They just have Kirk and uh, Hopkins. And so uh, the status of Fitzgerald is big, but I'm a believer in the Giants. And if the Giants make the playoffs, how do you not consider Joe Judge for coach of the year? Listen, this this kid uh, is showing me something. It looks like he could be the second guy after Vrabel from the Belichick tree that has a firm feel for what he's doing. Well, Flores, you mentioned Flores earlier, actually. Flores doing a great job uh, with Miami. Although, you know, what's interesting about Vrabel? What's interesting about Vrabel, Vrabel is and isn't from the Belichick tree. He was a player there, right? But he wasn't like, you know, he didn't come up through the ranks as an an assistant there. Vrabel's more of his old man. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, no, but I want to was coached by Belichick, and he's a Belichickian. He runs everything. He his, his injury, his injury, his injury reports the same. He does everything. The yeah, same. No, yeah. he's taking twenty-three people on it. Like, let, look at his coaching career, though. Like, look, look, look at Mike. I'm saying, look at Mike Vrabel's coaching career, right? Like Vrabel didn't get the job where he got because oh, like Matt Patricia, he's from the coaching tree type thing. Yeah, you know, Mike Vrabel, we're talking about the team captain, right? I mean, the guy, the guy was it was entrenched, but I know for a fact Vrabel doesn't like the the that you know it's all it's all the um you know Belichick coaching tree. And in fact, like he never coached with the New England Patriots once in his life. Like he played for the Patriots. Right. He was in a, he, yeah, was he, a, a there, he was, right, right, right. Yeah, he played in Ohio State. Indoctrinated in the culture, and then just bringing that to his new post. Yeah, but there's a difference between being a coach in a coaching tree and a player that sure. never coached there before. I think I think in this case, I'll definitely accept there. There surely is a difference. However, there's no way that you can you you can escape it. Uh, If you were married, even though you're divorced, you were once married. Uh, (laughs) Rabel has been affected by Belichick one way or another, and that's all. I'm not disputing. I'm not disputing that. Obviously, I'm just. just I'm happy to see the success. Yeah, but you're right, Flores. I overlooked, and I shouldn't. That guy is really doing a, a bang up job. Um, you know, I just want to say, and I agree with you, uh, Lou, as, as far as uh, Kyler Murray is concerned. We have Dr. David Chow on. I know you speak to him, Dane. Uh, yeah. So, Dr. David Chow, he said because we talked about this. You know, I think Kyler was. You know, he separated the shoulder. He didn't run, Dane. He only had ten rushing attempts for two weeks. Chow said the other day, no, it's not an issue. I agree with uh, what, listen, Arizona weren't as good as a football team as everyone made them out to be, right? They're, they're decent. Right. It's a great 
successful. Yeah. And as Lou stated, you lose uh, you lose Jones, man. You lose, you lost the other guy, Campbell, or I forget his name. You, know, you, yep. you started to lose bodies on a defensive line, man. No, Chandler Jones to is yeah, one mm-hmm. of the best players. They got the Hail Mary. They got the Hail Mary as one of their wins. You know, exactly. I, I hear you. It's, it's they're not a ten-win game. They are who they are. Yeah. But the question is, it's a good question. Who were the Giants? And put it this way, though, guys, it's freaking hard to get in front of a football team coached by Joe Judge right now with his enthusiasm, getting points in the Meadowlands right now. And I can't wait. I'll tell you one thing, Dana. You know this. You're a Jet guy, but I am. The Jets or the Giants have not had a home field advantage for a long time. That's something sure. when fans get back, I look forward to judge changing. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, can it's can no more selling your tickets to the visiting fans. You're either a giant fan or you're in here or you shut up. Right? I can see that. At, I like what Joe Judge is doing a lot. You know, Lou, once I saw Joe Judge knock an offensive line coach out in front of everybody, I heard. Then I'm like, <laughs> yeah, this guy, the rest of the team, they're going to like that. They're going to be like, this guy's for real, man. Like, he, you know, the Colombo melt off game, what happened? <laughs> he got he got punched. It's a different end zone. He's under a different end zone. They moved the metal lands over. It's a different end zone that they can be under. Lou, I have a question for you. I submit for you guys consideration. You're talking coach of the year. I submit for you, Lou, Kevin Stefanski up in Cleveland. Okay, I really like what they have been doing. It looks like, you know, they're not having Baker do too much. They lead with the one-two punch of Chubb and Hunt. I really like what they're doing. They have playmakers on defense. What will the narrative be about Cleveland? And if they win again this week against Baltimore, I like them what they're rounding into. They're a team that looks like they could travel and could be good in December and January. What about Stefanski's case and this Browns team this week? Yeah, I think I think Stefanski is another one that I clearly overlooked in that discussion. I think Cleveland's eight and three. They're they're doing great. I think nine. all everything you're nine and three. Everything you're asking, Dane, comes down to this week's game. And in this week's game, I happen to favor Baltimore, unfortunately. Okay. And the only thing that I would maybe disagree with you on is that I don't think uh, Cleveland is yet a playoff team. I think they're a playoff team on offense. But that defense isn't a playoff defense. And so that's where they're going to have to work to get better. That said, they're 9-3. and three, And as Parcell says, you are what your record says you are. But to me, the season for Cleveland comes down to this week as well as the season for Baltimore. And uh, I'm really, I can't wait to see that game. That's a Monday night football game. Yeah, it's a must win for Baltimore. Cleveland can lose this game and be fine. I think you're underselling Cleveland's defense a little bit even. They can make plays. But I, I know, I know. Thing is, who has a great defense? Nobody really does. Yeah, but that's even my point. You don't have to have a great defense. All you need to do no. is make plays. And they have players that can make plays. Miles Garrett has been down for a couple of weeks. That's all you need to do, right? And he's a kind of guy who can make plays because that's all good defense is in 2020. I think they'll beat them. I think they'll beat them. All right, so I think they'll beat the Ravens. So, um Last NFL game, we'll get into the UFC. Time's flying by here, Lou. But uh, what do you think about sure. the Bills and the Steelers? Steelers coming off their loss. Bills coming off the win. Yeah, I mean, I wish you wouldn't have asked me, Gabriel, because the look-ahead line in this game had the Steelers given two and a half. Now the Steelers are getting two and a half. Huge overreaction game. Yeah, Buffalo played great, but now they come home after a huge emotional game to play a Pittsburgh team that, quite honestly, has spit up on themselves the last couple of weeks. So if you are on the Buffalo side, you like how poorly uh, Pittsburgh's been playing. If you're on the Pittsburgh side, you're looking at getting 
getting guys back like uh, linebacker Gilbert, Connor, the running back, Boswell, their kicker returns. Hayden has a concussion, the cornerback, but they get another cornerback back. This is a beautiful spot for Pittsburgh on the road. LouGambler.com with us. No, I'm, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm feeling very good about my Buffalo Bills. And I think it's a horrible spot for the Pittsburgh Steelers because they've got to face the Buffalo Bills. Bills are confident right now. It's a fun time in the NFL year uh, right now. These yeah. games, yeah, oh, it's the end of the world if you lose and stuff. It is and it isn't. But the games are starting to get an extra little edge to them right now. Uh, that's why it's a great time of the year to be an NFL fan in uh, December and yeah, January. Cool. All right, uh, so UFC. So, guys. If it feels like uh, Figueroa just fought like a couple of weeks ago, it's because he did, right, Lou? Like, oh, my God, this guy's fights are so fast. I guess when you win in under two minutes all the time, you can fight every three weeks. But this guy, like, unbelievable. Uh, so he fought Perez. And what was the storyline, Lou, last time? Marino fought on the same card, right? And we took him. And wasn't it like Marino probably deserved the title shot more? And he was like, yeah, this is kind of garbage. And Marino destroyed, and now Marino gets the shot right now. Talk to us about this fight. Figueredo's the big favorite here, but should be a fun fight. Should be a great fight. Listen, Figueredo fights at 153, 154 pounds. He weighs in 26 hours earlier at 125, okay? And so what does a guy like that bring to the octagon? He's He's powerful. He's strong, he's unrelenting, and he has a ton of bad intention. He is one tough hombre. However, he was beaten a couple years ago, and he was beaten by a guy that equaled his pressure and took him into the third round where Figueredo really tired. Figueredo has never been past the third round. Meanwhile, his opponent also is Figueredo. His last 10 opponents, only one has been 5'7", and that was Tim Elliott, a grappler. So now the 5'5", five five Figueredo faces a guy in Moreno that's 5'7", going to be younger, longer, taller than Figueredo. Moreno's half crazy, to be quite honest with you. He's a Mexican fighter, so he has, he has an abundance of two things, toughness and pride. And I can assure you that he is able to go five rounds. In fact, he's been over the three-round limit a couple times, been five rounds one time. Moreno's getting overlooked here in this spot, and his path to victory is to find a way to survive the first two rounds from this monster, and he's going to have to do it by staying on the outside, using some distance, mixing yeah, it up thought. a little bit. You bet. Hold that thought, I'm fired up for this. The over-under is two and a half for this fight. Luke. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, game time decisions continues. All right, for all you uh, gambleaholics uh, out there, Lou's going to hang around uh, with us a little bit longer, so we'll get into the UFC as well. But countdown to tip-off uh, right now. We ended up getting the push. We took Rhode Island plus the 11. We ended up getting a push. I'll take it. They were down by a lot of points. 
So uh, they come back as far as games coming up. We're going to take uh, – this is from your backyard, uh, old school, Lou. Give me the Cornhuskers, Nebraska. Ooh. Give me Nebraska plus three on their home court. I know they're better at basketball than they are football, Lou, all right? Uh, I wouldn't be better than their football team. Give me Nebraska. They had lose. They didn't even know they had a basketball team. You know they had a football team and a wrestling team. Uh, <laughs> so give me Nebraska. Give me the Huskers plus three. Give me the Huskers and Georgia Tech over the 147 and a half. Give me uh, Zay. I'm all about the dogs tonight, guys. Give me Xavier plus three. That game's at 8 o'clock, though. So coming up right now at 7.15, give me uh, give me Nebraska plus the three uh, and uh, over in the Georgia Tech-Nebraska game. But I'm also going to take Xavier at home plus the three and the over. And they both have identical totals. And, you know, Luce, as a football and fighting guy, word on the street is Lou's got a piece of a basketball game tonight. What do you got, Lou? Uh, you know, I I listen to all kinds of, you know, experts in their sports, and I tailed. I, I wouldn't tell you for a minute that uh, I did any handicapping, but being an Omaha guy, Creighton used to be in Missouri Valley Conference, and I heard a guy make a decent case for Evansville. I couldn't even tell you who they're playing tonight, but I took a plus three and a half just for a little fun, which I never, ever do. I bet you this will be the – single basketball bet in college basketball that I make all year. <laughs> I'm tailing it. I'm putting it in right now. 50 bucks, Evansville. Let's go. I got plus four. Don Mattingly from Evanston, Illinois. Ooh. So I'm with you. Uh, so, no. so uh, uh, this is Evansville, Iowa. Ah, Evansville, 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 Iowa. All right, Lou, hang in here. I want to get, we'll get into your thoughts on this big Tony Ferguson uh, as well, don't worry, Dane. It's like Springfield. There's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of Martinez's too. Yeah, there's there's there's, there's a lot of Springfields. Yeah, but what state? For the record, the Simpsons are from Kentucky. Like people always, oh, you know, they're from Kentucky. That's where they're from. Hmm. They're from Kentucky. 